gotta be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. And once again, asking for your financial support. You're incapable of running this shit. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things. You put the fucking camera in the place. Oh, who the fuck are you? I'm a guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. I see back your fucking drum set! You turned his dart a bag of hammers. You climb up, you look like old people fuck! You know that private pile? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Make sure I get in frame, you know? Yep, yep. It's, it's, it's going to be fun talking to you guys about, like, everything. Yeah, I'm glad you came with the energy. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm you know glad. what? I'm glad. I, I felt the energy from here. Like, the, the, the chakra levels in this room, when I saw it visually, I was just like, I got to be there. Fuck yeah. I got to, you know what I'm saying? Just I fuck because, with that. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. I, I was going to bring my um, Uchiha sword. I got Sasuke's long blade, the white one. Mm -hmm. I got that shit like at the crib, but I, I usually keep it in my trunk because I don't yeah. like guns, but I fuck with swords. And yeah, man, it, it's, when I saw the aesthetic here, I was like, dude, that's brilliant. I love it. You I appreciate know? it, man. Yeah, it's just a collection of shit, man, I've gathered over the years. You know what it reminds me of, honestly? It's like this store called Otaku. It's really cool. Yeah. And then um, the cave. Kenny beats the cave. That that's what this place gives me. Like, Man, this is just what my my room used to look like in like high school and like middle school and shit. Just you know putting shit everywhere. I swear. Yo, oh my god, that records. You have a Rocky records. That's the bro? first one I ever got. Wow. I promise you. Wow. Got it from a church thrift store. That's. Yeah. That's iconic. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's ever been played. That's iconic. It should never be. This time. It should be in a fucking like. Bro, I'm gonna respect. <laughs> Eye of the tiger type yeah. shit. Yes. Got my brewskis. All right. Yes, bro. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I, yeah, I, I set it back in the cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, no, cheers, good, man. Yeah. Cheers. These are good. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, man. Yes, sir. Cool. So. You good? Oh, yeah. You ready? Always. Cool, man. We're, we're, I've already been recording, so we're live. That's perfect. Anyway, what's up with that, guys? We're live. Thank you all for tuning in. Everybody on the YouTube, like and subscribe and describe, whatever you want to do. Yes. We appreciate all the love, man. It takes a second to just hit the fucking subscribe thing. It means the world does. Really appreciate everybody out there following already. But anyway, today I got my man Flying Nimbus. Yeah. Came in with the energy, came in came in around the block on a fucking longboard, coming in hot. As the sun was slowly setting. Yeah, yeah, as the sun's coming down. <laughs> that was the perfect, like the magic hour was upon us. Hell yeah. Boom, I see you guys like, where the Now where is, is that cloud? You know. There he is. I think that's him. I, I could tell it was like it was like that conversation that you're having when you're looking for someone you never really. That's what seen it was. Person. Yeah, like, I was just telling Jake. I was like, I'm not even sure where this guy's at. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> coming in hot. It, it, you know, I think the longboard when I started skating in like 2013 was really like the start of Nimbus and the whole character. You know? I mean, it kind of is like a, a flying Nimbus, right? Precisely. You know, you're just coasting along with concrete. Precisely. So it was very, very, like, apparent that, you know, just the fact that Nimbus it's, itself in the name, it came from my childhood. Dragon Ball Z. I was going to ask. It, it has to be Dragon Ball Z. Uh, 
And Come to me, flying Nimbus. Imagine having like your mom in Kentucky, your dad in New York, and you see your dad like once or twice a year, maybe yeah. by yourself as an unaccompanied minor at like age seven. I've yeah. done that. So you're 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 you got the little tag, the little lanyard. Yep, yep. And you got the stewardess that's usually. I've been there. Fuck. I've been there, dude. And yeah, you're just literally getting yeah. on the plane by your damn self, by yourself, yeah. and you know going through terminals, and so. Always getting, being able to get the window seat was a blessing. Oh, yeah. They always hook you up with bruh, that. Bruh. Yeah. Yo, seriously. So, like. Usually first seat, too. Yes, bro. Right when you walk in. Do you remember when South, was it Southwest that had the wings? Remember the little, like, plastic wings the Southwest used to give? It? I don't know. It's, no, I don't it's remember that. Old school. Yeah. Go back, like, 90s. I'm 30. I mean, 31. Yo, this yeah. thing. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, When. I needed a, a name to go by. I needed it some, to be something that would always ground me. Yeah. At the same time, keep me uplifted, you know? N- NIM, whenever, and that's usually what I go by, NIM now, just NYM. It's very simple. Yeah. Easy to, easy to remember. And, uh, yeah, when I, when I initially wanted to do that, it was just like, okay, how can I ground myself, keep myself uplifted, and also have a message all in one? And when you think about a cloud, does it ever stand still? Is it ever like truly not peaceful unless it's like a thunderstorm or right, thunder, right. you know what I mean? So typically, you know, people people would always say, and I'm a Pisces, so people would always say like, oh, you're you're always in the clouds, bro. Like right. you're always smiling, you're always like in a good vibe, and I'm just like, that's my persona, but that's also just my my way of existing. You know what I mean? Then I studied Buddhism for a little bit, and so learning meditation and learning the chakra centers in your body and mudras, like hand meditations to actually like center and balance levels of energy in your body. When did you go into the whole Buddhism thing? It had to be around 2014. See, that's interesting because I think my personal opinion, 2012, you know, end of the world. Yeah, I think that was a consciousness shift. Oh, for sure. In in a mass scale because i mean around that time 2014 the whole woke movement started mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so everyone's kind of thinking differently a re- little rewired it was definitely a, it, i agree with you yeah um the, the 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 energy shift that happened i feel like it it was starting in 2010 but 2012 was like it like a, like it just exploded yeah yeah and absolutely uh, like a multiverse was created in that instance but you're right like the consciousness did shift greatly because we all in some way shape or form wanted to get more connected yeah you know what i mean like people wanted to expand more and talk more about how they feel yeah and it and just became the a whole different... mental health thing started yeah, like bro. i'm yeah yeah it became a whole day and i was in new york so i'm just the epicenter of it all it was like it was interesting um but i i guess to wrap it back in you know skating and and and, and that being a part of the existence of the cloud it solidified it all yeah and then so Rap, believe it or not, bro, I just started like a regular rapper, a regular New Yorker, made a SoundCloud, and was just like grabbing beats off YouTube. Right, or, right. Or SoundCloud. That's what everybody at one does. Point in time. Yeah. SoundCloud had some amazing fucking producers, man. Oh my God. It still does. SoundCloud's still popping. But um, yeah, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I could write and I wanted to express myself and articulate myself in a different fashion. And I never wanted to be famous. I just wanted to see if I could make music better than mainstream music that was playing. Sure. That of time. Yeah. And influences wise, I had Pharrell, I had Cuddy, I had Yay, man. I can hear the Cuddy influence. Bro. I can hear it. Bro. I was thinking that earlier today. I was like, this is some like old school Cuddy. Bro. Like, all the mixtapes, yeah. all the interviews, all the albums. 
digested it all. Like, yeah, dude. Like his whole, his whole, even when he had a um, that new Cuddy, that website that mm-hmm. was his blog at one point in time, I followed that and was just like always in tune with everything he was doing because his 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 story along with like just his approach to music mm-hmm. was so inspiring to me. No, I love it. Yeah, he was no holds bar. I mean, like, Man on the Moon too hit everyone over the head like a fucking. 2012, bro. dude. 2012. Yeah, that was such a beautiful year, and it was so cold too. Like that was a cold winter, I think, when that came out. Because I remember him doing uh, Mr. Rager, yeah, and like performing that shit live, and then being in the city all the time. It was, it was amazing. It was a time. It was a time. But um, he definitely greatly influenced my 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 approach because he was just carefree as fuck. Oh, he's the hook master. Yes. I mean, he'll make a hook, then that shit won't get out of your head for days. But you see all the beef he's got with Kanye West now? I do. I do. And, and it's kind of saddening because it's like watching. Um, it's like. All right. You guys into Star Wars? For sure. Yeah. So in my opinion, and, you know, I, I, I feel like he could have went one way or the other. But when the circumstances of the contract. They've been they've been back and forth and butting heads since you know the contract for good music was terrible for Cuddy along with all the other rappers that were signed to that label at one point in time. I don't want to talk shit about them, but I'm just being honest. Like it was a bad contract, so that's why Big Sean and Kanye also you know feud. But um, I, I hate to see it because it's like watching a protege and his master, yeah, you know, fight, and it's like. There would be no Cuddy without Ye. But at the same time, Ye's evolution, especially during 808s and Heartbreak, was largely attributed to Kid Cuddy. I was about to say, so. everyone comes to hear that Cuddy hook. Yes. Right. I mean, that's what they're coming for, you know? It's the energy. It's the warmth. Yeah. It's, it's his, his, his carefree, feel-good attitude that's like, I feel good now. Even if I didn't before, it's like, yeah. I put on some Cuddy at one point in time, bro. Oh, my God. It would just, like, make my day. I, I remember listening to... A kid named Cuddy, the the mixtape. Yeah. Um, Fifty ways to lo- lose a love or record a record. Yes. I love that song, dude. Uh, Fifty ways to make a record. Yeah, yeah. And his that yo, Paul, his Paul remix, Simon, I think. I don't even know who yeah, the original sample yeah. was, but that dude on that on that mixtape, he probably had some of my most favorite like random freestyles that I've ever. Oh, heard. dude, that's such a good mix mixtape. I love that one. Yes, yes, man. I'm a big Cuddy stan. So any questions, like for sure. <laughs> Let me ask. You. I honestly, wanted. I'm sorry, but just to wrap it up with Cuddy, uh, dream goal is to like write a hook or chorus for Kid Cuddy. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I think, dude, I've sampled. I'm sorry. It's not out yet, but I'll show you guys a remix that I made from Kid Cuddy's "Speeding Bullet to Heaven." Oh, I want to hear that. I remixed "Adventures." Really? Mm-hmm. I want to hear. I'm that. getting my buddy to make an actual live guitar, like electric guitar loop for it just so I can put the drums behind it and then go crazy. Yo, holler at me if you need guitar work. I got you. Yeah, that's sick, man. That's awesome. so, so you were speaking on labels earlier. Uh, let me ask you a question just kind of generally about labels. So with a record label, do you think that they should take responsibility for like situations like Little Peep and Juice World? Because at some point, that's their artist. And if they let them spiral out of control, do you think they're liable? That's a good question. Um, one thing I learned recently is a lot of artists on labels don't have health care. Right. So if right. they don't have health care, then that means that their well-being is solely ex- like 
dependent on the artist and his own team for sure willing to make sure he stay level now um every artist does have an insurance policy you know so hence why even after death a lot of artists that are on those labels can still their music can still you know accrue um so i think that if you're going to make money off of an artist then you should be able to take care of them as well yeah right Stream it online at canoin.com slash now. Technically, you're going to take care of that catalog. You're going to take care of all the promotion. You're going to take care of all the remixes that go on that shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not take care of the person when they're there? Exactly, yeah. Me personally. I, I feel the same way. I, I feel like they should be liable, at least for, like, checking in on their artist. I mean, it, the thing about it is, though, like, that's a job that requires a heart. And, and in the music industry, that it's... Pretty heartless. It, it's very heartless. Yeah, right. Um, it's a very heartless shark tank, in my opinion. But I also think that the artists that, that go into the music industry and want to get signed and want to be on a label, go into it already knowing that you have to be your best asset, your biggest um, supporter, and then your biggest protector. And that's across the board, from your finances to your your health to you know your own mental well-being. Like, there's a lot of artists now that I think are speaking out against like industry standards and how they're carrying on about themselves and a lot of artists are kind of like doing different crazy stuff or quote-unquote crazy but it's really just a speaking out at the the system that they've signed up for yeah yeah well a lot of them get into contact contracts and they don't really know you know have you seen kanye did you remember when on twitter when kanye posted his contract yeah and it was like mad pages yeah crazy i remember that I did not read a damn he, page. He was, <laughs> the caption was like, this is what a normal recording contract looks like. It was, shit was like 60 or 100 pages or some shit. With a bunch of words that we mean you both don't know. Oh, yeah. You'd be sitting there for a week with a lawyer trying to decipher that shit. Exactly, man. So that's why I'm independent, bro, to be honest with you. You going to stay independent? Oh, yeah. 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 I already I publish all my stuff independently right from here. Uh, you do everything off your phone? Mm-hmm. Everything. No way. Making so, beats off your phone? Everything. The whole album, the beginning and the end, was made on my Samsung Galaxy S10 using Which three different album? apps. The one I just dropped, the beginning and the no end. No way. Yeah, it's that's streaming everywhere. I, so I'll show you, just so you guys can see. Cause shout out to BandLab. Shout out to Lexus Audio Editor. And shout out to InShot. <laughs> yeah, I use InShot too. Right. Yeah. All you need. <laughs> uh, seriously, it's, it's a great need. editor. Um. So BandLab. Which is a which is this app right here? It basically is a full-on DAW that you can use on your mobile device and your computer. Yeah. So imagine having like a cloud DAW that you can literally download on your phone right now, and then create like full-on structures. You know, they give you about I think 15 banks. I don't even know what song this is, but oh, sorry, this is falling asleep. So I made this on my, in my, like I said, on my phone in my closet, and I mixed the fuck out of it layer by layer. Um, That's pretty incredible. But yeah, dude. I, so basically, you know, this app allows you to, you know, like I said, record, 
you can add all different types of audio effects and wow. then go into each audio effect. And if you know like how to mix and master, yeah. it gives you all the tools from delay, gain, EQ, different different multi EQs, um, reverb, everything that you need to just make a solid right. reference. And so after I made all my references for the <clears throat> album over like the last year, I was like, okay, I can't get the best mix or the best vocals, but I can at least get there to the point where I can illustrate that to my engineer. Yeah, right. So I know too many engineers, and I was just like, okay, I just it's really about timing. And I would make one song, make another song, get get basically the whole album. I started, and it's crazy. Shout out to uh, the Green Elephant. Shout out to Spoken Easy. Those two platforms, I tested the album out the most when it was still just rough drafts from the phone okay. and was just like doing shows and shit, you know, and people would be like responding. So I was just like, okay, yeah. I'm going to lay that one down like on wax for real. And so I just went through that process for like a good winter. That's when I had the beard and shit and it was just like, all right, I'm going to, you know, knock this out. And at least I can say that all it took was this phone to make the album that you can hear everywhere. That's and, crazy. Dude. And it can inspire other people to take that independent route, even if it's just to make references. Because everyone needs a reference for a banger, especially when you're at the crib. Yeah, you got yeah. something in your head that's like, oh, that would be fire. You know? Uh -huh. you, you bring it up just like you bring up anything else that is technically a DAW, too. It's just about, you know, the algorithm basis of it. But at the end of the day, it's like, you, you don't need much. You don't need an industry. You don't need a fucking label that's going to take maybe 80% of your fucking earnings and then leave you with maybe 10% after maybe. everything that you got to spend for your fucking advance on to move around. And then you're relying on shows. Like, fuck that. Why not just make what you want to make, take it to a studio, and work with someone that you trust, build a relationship with a couple different people, engineer-wise, that can really teach you how to mix and how to master your voice and carry yourself. And then... You build that, and you know where you're going to go, bro. Like, at the end of the day, the sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? For it's, sure, it's, yeah. You're, you're really your only obstacle. But we all have ideas. We all have – we just don't know necessarily how to facilitate them all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it took me a few years to, to fuck with this shit. And then – so between Band Lab, which is funny because it's hard to sample in Band Lab, so I'm going to give you all another nugget because I fuck with y'all. <laughs> this reminds me of Parker, how he, edit, he does all his songs on his phone too. So Lexus Audio Editor which is basically like my sampler. Okay. You can grab a song from my library, which is, that's why it's really beautiful to have a, a Android because I can just open this shit up at any point in time. And then basically any part of the song I want. You just chop it up? Yeah. I literally, like, I can go into it, zoom in, chop up whatever I want, loop yeah. it. You know, I can actually do audio effects on this too, but it's more so it's easier to do it on band lab. Man, I'm just really amazed at how how easy it is to do shit on your phone now. Bruh, mind you, my distribution label is through DistroKid. Okay, so, so you're doing DistroKid. I run dish yeah, I run yeah. all my shit through DistroKid and then everything comes back to me. And then uh I've been hosting all my projects on Band Lab mm -hmm. or not Band Lab, sorry, Bandcamp and uh it's crazy because then that's direct to payment too so it's like having multiple streams from literally streams and then another like side back end that's just like a full catalog um and if you ever make an album definitely go through Bandcamp because they actually don't take a large percentage from your earnings um 
And on top of that, I really feel like quality-wise, they only accept wave audio files and right. up. So it's not compressed. So you can have a, a better, clearer version mm-hmm. of what you produce out there. So it's just like, it's a good resource for artists, and I highly, highly advocate it. But yeah, man, you can do everything from these fucking computers that we have in our hands. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I remember, like, like, back in the day, dude, back in the day, I was editing, like, my band's photos, like, on my phone and shit, and... And that was like 10 years ago, and now you're fucking editing the song on your phone. Layers. Shit's just getting wild, man. Layers, man. But it's really reference points, you know what I mean? Like, Because I can't sing for shit, bro, honestly. I'm not a singer. I just try to harmonize to the best of my ability. You just know how to talk into a mic good. (laughs) And harmonize and use my vocals to the best of my ability, you know? And, And I think after years and years of hearing your own voice, like through records, it's like, okay, I know how to pitch it this way, pitch yeah. it that way, whatever. And then with all the audio effects that are out here now with VSTs and stuff, it's like, you can make your voice sound like a fucking harmonica. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's just like, I, I, I don't know. It, I, I think we all have ideas, and if you have the ability to facilitate it, why not? Fuck what anybody thinks about it. Fuck how much plays or traction it gets. Like that's your idea. That's yeah. your baby. Push I it agree. Out. You know I agree I mean? totally. Tyler, the creator, really, really nailed that in for me. He's the one that kind of. He was like the first true independent rap dude out there yeah. with Odd Future. Yep. Yep. I didn't even think about that. You're right. You're totally right about that. Their whole, their whole rise and and just blossoming. Yeah. Odd Future, the internet, mellow hype. Um, they 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 really like solidified independence in that era uh, between 2010 and 2012 especially like right. it was like they showed everybody damn we could do it too you know right, what I mean right. fuck the industry you don't need anybody no nah. yeah <laughs> they just had t- they just had Clancy and then like a couple other people but mainly Clancy and he was the string puller and it was just like it was so cool to watch their rise man and and then when Tyler made his first million he did it off his socks I believe. I want to say it was socks, bro. You're shitting me. I swear to God. Like a brand deal? Or just no, oh, we, selling the Odd Future socks? Yeah, bro, merch. Oh, my made God. It, yeah, he made his first I remember those blew merch. up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All That's, that Odd Future shit did. Bro. And it's crazy because like now Golf Wang is basically like, you know, or Golf LaFleur, technically. It's just like, you know, his new baby, but it's beautiful, bro. Like his... Have you seen the new trailers for all his new merch coming out? No, I haven't. It's beautiful. He, he turned... His streetwear line into like expensive travel wear. Hell so he yeah! Just sell, he just sells like big suitcases and stuff that are worth like a thousand and change, and it's, and bikes and stuff like that. Like it just it's beautiful to see his, his brand change. But anyways, back to Nimbus. Uh, he's one of my, <laughs> one of my big big influences though for sure. Tyler, he really taught me you can make like arrangements, full on arrangements that sound like Mozart, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's a kid from Lavera, La, Lador, what if, from L.A. Ladera, I think, is the name of the uh, uh, place that he's from. But yeah. So how how did you uh, you and Common Sense meet? Yo, it's, so Common Sense and I met. At Shout the out Common Sense. He he's the one that uh, facilitated this. Shout out Common Sense. His energy, you know. Actually, I met him at the Chocolate Lounge. I definitely did. Yeah, Space Boy, Fresh. Shout out to Space Boy Fresh. He was hosting open mics at this spot called the Chocolate Lounge downtown yeah. Dallas um, every Tuesday. And so a lot of my homies that met each other at other open mics would start convening there because it was a new spot that we could all go to. And Common Sense, dude, his energy was so electric. 
Dude, he's on 12. All the time. I love it. All the time. He man. came in here with the same energy as you, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why we, we yeah. that's why we resonate with each other. Uh, I can see it. It's very like when him and I are in a room, it's very like, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then imagine our crews are all like, we're all kind of similar too. So it's always a good, warm, homey vibe. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. He, he, his, his energy inspires me to be more amped. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I need to deliver more because the way that man delivers, bro, he, he's a rock star. Just feeding off sure. each other's energy. He's a rock star, bro. Absolutely. Seriously. Shout out to Common Sense. Yeah, shout out Common Sense. So tell me about your, your, your album, Chip Tooth, and beginning at, in the end. So Chip Tooth, I'll start with that one because it was my first uh, and only instrumental project I've ever made. And I, I dig first, it, dude. I fuck with it. Where? Yeah, I fuck with it. I was listening to it earlier. I listened to the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. I, that's one of those like albums that I, I could picture just, just putting on. Yeah, yeah. And, and just background going to, background. Dude, yeah. what makes it, like to me, honestly, what makes a great song is if it's a song that can just be playing in the background and you go about your day mm-hmm. and you just kind of tune and in. It accompanies you. It accompanies you. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And that's, it, that's what that album is to me. Thank you, bro. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, I recently started listening to the album again because... Don't tell me you made that on your phone. No, I made that on Ableton. I was going to say, because that, that one's produced well, it's dude. It's mixed like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. It sounds like... I made that on Ableton. It's nice. Thank you, man. Um, that was... Yeah, so first DAW was Machine MK2, full pad bank. Second DAW was Ableton. And once I learned Ableton and really got deep into, like, yeah. mixing and mastering, because all my friends, shout out Scotty Nobody, Vaughn Ashley... Uh, Father Darko, those, those those guys are my old roommates, and they all had Ableton on their laptops. So okay. I was like forced to get into. Ableton. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I was just like, you can make that on that. Oh wow, I got to do it. Um, but Chip Tooth. <laughs> all right, so story behind that album. Uh, I go, I went by the moniker Chip Tooth in 2013 to 2015, 16 because I got in a car accident. I actually got hit by a car while I was skating through Manhattan. No way. Yeah, and it clipped me. Um, and when I landed, I smacked the pavement so hard that like I chipped my tooth yeah. and then like scraped underneath my jaw Ooh. and like a lot of my body got like scarred up. But, um, basically that was like, uh, you know, another persona from a whole like life of wilding out, having fun and not giving a fuck, but like it, it landed me that chipped tooth and as a producer, I wanted to do like the Flying Lotus thing where it's like, you know, he's Flying Lotus and then he has Captain Murphy, which is his rap moniker. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to be like, all right, you know, whatever beat I make, if I rap on it, I want to have like a credit for the producer, but that's me. And then a credit for the rapper, which is me. So yeah. it's like, but it's like, I don't want to do Nim or Nim beginning and the end produced by Nim. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know I, I mean? see what you're saying. It's like, who's this Chip Tooth guy? I'm right. Heard of this guy. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, Chip Tooth, the album, it, it was a, just a full on collection of beats that I made from, uh, it was like a, a global or not global, but it wasn't regional at all. Like, I started it in Chicago, because that's where I learned Ableton, and then took it to L.A. From L.A., took it to New York, and then I, I published it in New York. So it was okay. like a collection of like multiple cities. That's cool. Different uh, vibes. Different vibes. Environments. That's why the producers that are on there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out Nigel Crown. He did the drums on um, uh, Blessing Me, uh, Second Chance. Um, you keep on, oh, Lord, you blessing me. I think it's the second song on it. Yeah. But, like, 
he I, I gave him the sample like you know it was like studio session I was just like yo listen to the sample he chopped yeah. it up put yeah, some drums. Yeah. he put those nasty drums behind it I was just like oh. <laughs> I was supposed to rap on it bro but I, I I had like a verse for it and then I just never rapped it and there's a couple songs on that album I have verses for I just never I never recorded it right um, I was more so in my producer bag when I made that and it was like a, a homage to all those cities and all those artists that I met along the journey from 2013 to like present day. Hell yeah. Because they're still in my life, all of them. That's cool <laughs> as hell, man. Well, tell me about... Um, beginning and then? Yeah. Man, where to start? So beginning and the end, if I don't make another album, I'll be happy with that album. Honestly. Yeah. It's it's a full... That's saying something, man. Like You feel like you said everything you had to say or put it all out there? For the time period that I made it in, yes. Yeah. Um, so imagine having like your full day from your like the time that you're sleeping to waking up to going to work to you know weathering that day to yeah. getting off of work to hitting an open mic to going to your girl's crib to driving on the tollway or the George Bush home to falling asleep that is the whole entire album from beginning to the end. Hell yeah. So it literally is like my whole day and like literally like it's probably like a good Thursday. Um but man, that that explains like my life for the past year and a half. <laughs> so it's like I you know to 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 score it, put it that to put it to make it off of this and then be able to like publish it myself like bro, I did what, you know, I always wanted to do. That's awesome, man. With, with my own tools. I yeah. didn't really need much besides, like, oh, shout out Kvation. He helped me uh, record and engineer uh, a lot of the master tracks. And then, um, you know, I, it, you, I didn't do this all by myself. It took a crew of people, for sure. Um, King Ron, UFO Hip Hop, at UFO Hip Hop. He was at most of the open mics that I started making this album in and was really, like, a pro like a pushing force for me to like get outside and you know do stuff and then yeah. it's like yo it's good like, to have people like that yeah bro yeah. like especially they're documenting it on their iPhones cause I have an Android <laughs> quality's not that good right but the iPhones man all my shooters have iPhones and so that's just like those are my guys and they they really helped me put this album together because without the visuals and content you know it's just hearsay so no, I mean that album's yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and Xander as well. Sorry, that album specifically had like a Mac Miller like swimming vibe. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. dude, you're literally the, the third person. You're solidified now. Like you're the third person that that shouted Mac when when he, he lit. Shout out Mac, bro. Oh, shout out, yeah. Shout out Mac. Ah, uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, gone way too soon, silence. right? I'm gonna silence for Mac Miller, man. Just just because, like. He also was a very, very pivotal uh, benchmark for independent producers and, and creators. Even though he was signed to a label, he did all his stuff in-house, and they just gave him creative freedom to push his stuff out. So, like, when he started doing the Larry Fisherman stuff, yeah. he started doing the Larry Lovestein, the, that album that I, to, to this day, love, even though it's lo-fi as fuck, it's still beautiful. And I'm just like, dude... He had all these different monikers, and then at the same time was so cool, was so genuinely unique, and um, as a spirit, like just as a person, I think he was really a prime example of you know, a 
a real motherfucker. Like, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't, you know, in any way, shape, or form trying to be perfect. He right. was just himself. Ugh, I don't like bubbly water. Anyway, another liquid death ad right here. Um, the black one's sparkling water. The white one's regular. That's my favorite. That's where it's at. This mango one's new. They're just putting all the flavors out now. Uh, Skateboarder-owned company. We're supporting everything skater-owned. What's up with that? Y'all check it out. And it's just like, this is me. You know what I'm saying? And, and I always take that to to the heart when it comes to my music because I never want it to be something I'm not. And, you know, he... It was if it was it was funny because that's why he would make different names in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. He would have to separate Mac Miller from Larry, had to Larry Lovestein and from Larry Fisherman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, way back when he was cheesy Mac with the cheesy raps. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're a real one. You're a real one, bro. Fuck. I mean, when when Nike's on my feet came out, that was my ringtone for the longest time. That beat, bro. Yeah. That beat. It was like primo. Just not 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 Nikes. Not not like yeah. it was just it. And that summer too, that that mixtape, bro. It, it came out a good time right there. Mm-hmm. That was back when the vlog era was booming. Two dope boys, uh, pigeons and planes. I, I think honestly, podcasting is like the new blog era. Oh, hundred percent. You know, like yeah, yeah. everybody's topics and conversations. Typically, they hear it through the pods now. Right. Yeah. What it's podcast cool. are you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Or? I do, man. I actually have a podcast app called Stitcher, which is, like, really cool for, like, a lot of podcasts that are out here that, you know, they have all these other networks. But um, since I was in Texas, it's so funny because I don't really listen to it now anymore, but I used to listen to the Joe Budden podcast, like, oh, right. every, every week, bro, because I'd be in Royce City working at a factory and needed some familiarity of home to keep right, yeah, peace yeah. and balance because I, I was you. losing it when I moved here. Um, so having that New York, you know, in my background, in my ears while I'm working was always, like, really nice. The Moth podcast is really cool. It's it's basically, like, a bunch of short stories oh, okay. from different independent, like, stand-up people. And usually, like, it's recorded in a live audience, but it's a very tight, like, unique setting. Oh, that's tight. And, yeah, like, different people that just write stories give stand-up, but they do it in, like, real time. Um, and That's it's interesting. Really, yeah, I hadn't heard of that one. Bro, it's an old, old podcast. Yeah. The Moth is really cool, though, because there's all these different stories and different people. And it's definitely, like, unique listening, especially when you have a long day and a long shift. But, um, oh, the new Rory and Maul podcast, love that. That's Those guys are genius and genuinely themselves. Um, and what's up with that, man? Because, <laughs> honestly... Oh, shit. And in terms of a podcast for the the city, for the city of Dallas, like aesthetically wise, uh, artist wise, you guys are putting on artists that I've never heard of, but they're dope. And that's what's needed. Like, we don't, I don't, I'm tired of hearing all the top 10 people that are already already solidified, like already have their, their, their come up, whatever. It's like this type of podcast is important for cities like this because there's so much beautiful. Yeah, I want to get the guys on the come up. There's so much beautiful art here. For sure. Seriously. So it's like, y'all, I've been tuned in. You know what I mean? And y'all should tune in, too. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just trying to get people out here that are really out here doing something. How long have y'all been doing this, by the way? We're on, on like, our fourth month. Maybe, like, maybe really? three to four months, yeah. Oh, wow. It hadn't been long. Oh, wow. Dude, we've got so much stuff, like, in the bank that needs to be edited. Let me know if you need 
post-production help, I got you. Yo, we need like a video editor. You do video videos? In shot, baby. In oh, I take yeah. In shot to a bigger screen, but yes. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk after this for sure. I, I mean, sure. small small format editing. I'm not like uh, Lyrical Lemonade where that motherfucker puts all types. No, of I know what you mean, like Cole, Cole, Cole Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Cole Bennett too, man. Lyrical Lemonade. Ugh. I love when Cole. I was in Chicago when they were pushing like Warhol, pushing a whole bunch of other artists that from Chicago. Like that was a crazy thing to watch, you know. Uh, Fake Short Drive, like all those guys. Like it was just, it was crazy. I'm, I'm a fan of Cole Bennett, dude. That, that dude changed the whole fucking music video game. Changed the game for sure, especially in that time period. Yeah, took over. But yeah, beginning and the end, man. It, it, like I said, it, it, it's an album that if I don't put out another album, at least I have that one. That is completely independent, completely mine. It's gonna create wealth for my family as long as it streams, and um, anything that I do after that is just like that's like the prelude, you know. Yeah, I feel you. To, to this new chapter in my life where I'm meeting all of you different cool people out here in the city, and it's like. I needed something to come outside with. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you got to show something. You got to come with something, right? <laughs> I can't come with demos, damn it. Yeah. You got to come outside with a full-fledged body of work that was, you know, in in totality, like, my life, like, my real life, man. Like, imagine just producing beats on your phone just based off of samples you hear on YouTube and shit like that, and then, you know, those beats become your drive to work. Or your shower music. Or your oh, dude, I love music. listening to my own shit. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, bro. So, like, sometimes I make music, and I don't even put the shit out, because yeah. I just like to hear it my damn self. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a personal, like, hobby and and, and, and love interest. Yeah. Um, dude, the, you'd be surprised how many artists jam their own shit, dude. Bro, you know, you know whose who's shit I wish I could, like, have access to even for a day? Who's that? Cuddy's unreleased music oh, from 2010 to like 2015. When he was still on the drugs? <laughs> when he had all the Dot the Genius beats in the world. Yeah, right. When he had Chip the Ripper by his side. Oh, dude, with him with Chip the Ripper. Higher, bro? Higher? I, dude, I almost said that earlier when you were talking about the, the like, um, dude. <laughs> Chip the Ripper, though. Hard that motherfucker, them two together is like Batman and Robin. Chip the Ripper is by far one of my favorite lyricists from Cleveland. And it's mainly because he produced some of the coldest mixtapes during the blog era from Gift Raps, executively produced by Chuck English. Check that out if you haven't. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, And then he had uh, The Cleveland Show, which was before Gift Raps. And that had some of the most craziest freestyles on it. But it was like back when, like, people would freestyle like it was a, it was a real real thing it wasn't like pre-written yeah you know off the mean? dome off the dome crazy yeah. cuddy's radio freestyles was when i realized he was a real dude like he wasn't just a melodic sad person like he could rap his ass off but he wanted to go a different route because everybody was rapping their yeah. ass off but um chip the ripper is the fucking man yo shout out to king chip hell yeah <laughs> so tell me about like when you're in the studio what's that atmosphere look like are you there by yourself you got a crew of people with you i'm always by myself man um Cause I, I, I don't. So really you're just doing everything by yourself on the phone in the in the closet. In my closet, and then all right. So I have like three reference points: headphones, my Vizio soundbar with like three different speakers in a sub, and then my car. Once it goes through those processes of of like hearing and eliminating the the fat and the nasty shit I don't need and the things that are cool, 
Um, I refined it in my car with a nice little smoke sesh and a brew. You have to do the car test. Yeah, Everyone does the car test. It's important, bro. I mean, Dre. at all the levels. Dr. Dre does the car test. He'll he'll mix something, and they have a car specifically at the studio that, that they do for car testing. I, I, I swear, dude. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. On some GTA shit. Mm, they, have it, they have it all, you know, it's all subbed out and shit, and it's a nice audio system, but they go and do the car test on all their tracks. That's so bollard. Yeah, because they know everyone's going to be bumping in the car, and they want it to sound nice. Yeah. You got to hear the final the final version that everyone's going to be listening to nine times out of ten. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. A lot. Here's the thing with me, personally. Like, studio sessions, I feel like when I'm channeling an energy and I'm trying to remember the verse and the tempo and how many layers and how many stacks and how the breathing needs to be, and then go afterwards and talk to the engineer. Okay, we're going to put reverb on this. We're going to put EQ on this. We're going to have, like, the low end on this stack or this level, and then we're going to have the high end on this level. And then in between that, you know, that conversation requires very, very, like, good attention. And so, and then t you're on timing-wise. Right, right. you paid for that two-hour block or that four-hour block, and I don't need nobody taken away from it. So unless you're, like, a videographer or my girl or, like, you know what I mean, somebody mm -hmm. that's very important. Yeah, you're there to work. You're there to work, bro. Yeah. Like so, my my sessions are usually you know one to two people max. You know what I'm saying, and, and three max including the engineer. So it's just like I don't really like to have too much static and frequency in the air when I'm trying to produce. Feel that, yeah. I feel like if you guys had a space like this, for instance, that was literally you know just that, and then you you had like a, a couch that was like say for instance like this one for a guest, mm -hmm. it it. it and then there were people here, we would have a different type of vibe and conversation. 100%. There's more, there's more, you know, interference mm -hmm. in, in terms of, like, me meeting you and you, and I already feel like we're going to kick it after this shit heavy. But, like, you know what I mean? If there was other people in the room, then be like, oh, yeah, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to entertain oh, yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, you like bands too? Oh, word. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it would take away from this genuine, like, vibe that we just had, and we just met each other today. So it's, I think smaller parties are better than larger ones. For sure. Let me, I'm going to take into like a new segment we're doing here on, on What's Up With That. This this is shit or hit. Okay. I'm going to name a few things, and I just want you to tell me if this is shit or if it's a hit for you. Oh, this is real. All right? The pressure. So first thing, Super Saiyan God mode. That's a hit? That's a hit. All right. Super Saiyan God mode. Yeah. You got to understand, he, he had to truly attune himself mentally, emotionally, and like physically, it wasn't yeah. just anger. Oh wow, that's my homegirl Kilolo. It wasn't just anger; it was it was everything balanced in one. But then to ascend higher than any Saiyan has ever ascended in the in the in the realm of 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 chi is like that's a hit. All right, that's <laughs> it. All right, so that's a hit. All right, all right. Next one, AirPods. Shit. What? Why? You want me to be real with you? Yeah, what's up? Bluetooth ear devices are like microwaves for your head. So the electromagnetic field? Yeah, and yeah. over time, what people don't realize is that all these things are fucking with our molecular structure on a deep level. So, like, I think shit simply because, like, your brain's going to look like it in the next 20 years if you just continue having them fucking things on your face. Dude, I like, love my AirPods, though. I love them, too, for clarity and yeah. everything and the fact that they fit in your ears so perfectly. Yeah. But how so convenient. I, I, I don't own them because I have an Android. Yeah. So it's like, 
I just I know what it, what Bluetooth technology does, and that's across the board. You know, it doesn't matter just not just Apple, just across the board. But AirPods, bro, like if you look at the radiation that comes out of that, like on the like, if you actually you can look it up and Google it, it's a lot, bro. Like, so oh gotta, no, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. So you got concerning. Kinda, yeah, you got to kind of um, just for longevity purposes, you know. But yeah, shit for me. Personally. All right, AirPods, shit. Balenciaga shoes. Shit. Shit. That's shit all day long, right? Shit. Hell yeah. Those are shit shoes. Basuda. <laughs> Basuda. <laughs> all right. So shit on Balenciaga. Chinese food. Hit. It's hitting every time. Hit. Chinese food saved the hood. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. How about uh, espresso? You fuck with espressos? I live on espresso. Hell yeah. All right. First of all, Cafe Bustelo. It's just uh, it's that yellow pack with the blue letters. It's some of the best espresso you could ever have in the morning. Next to that, Nespresso, the fucking pods. Bro. Yeah. God, there's an espresso. There's a couple of Nespresso. Those hit every time, dude. In New York. Let me show you a play. I would go to certain parts of Manhattan during the day just to get free shit. Yeah. That's on some real shit, like real artist shit. Starbucks, when I wanted to get free water. Fucking Nespresso, when I wanted to get free espresso. So when you go into the Nespresso store, which is like a flagship spot in Soho, Manhattan, they have like pods that you can choose, whichever pod you want, and then you can put it in the Nespresso and you get like one shot yeah. for free. It's just to try the shit out. For sure. So I would go there to get an upper, pop that, and then just go crazy. Hell yeah. yeah. I would do the same shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Real motherfuckers know. Hell yeah. All right. Espresso is a, a hit. How about TikTok? Shit. I totally agree. It's too, listen, man, anything that's digestible, I don't care how much substance it is. Like, there's no way your brain's going to hold on to it with only 10 seconds, 20 seconds, a minute. It's it's too much. It's too rapid. It's too overstimulating. And we have not really looked at the what it's doing to people psychologically from conversations. To, mm-hmm. I don't, like, I literally made a TikTok to be able to have a tool to use to garner a new audience yeah that's the only reason i have one too man but i i tell you i don't know i could probably count i probably spent maybe 10 minutes in totality on that app right like in totality it's it's just it's not for me it's way too there isn't there's i don't even know the algorithm i don't either it's kind of chaotic yeah yeah and so anything that's that 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 random i feel like it makes my brain scattered so mm-hmm. i can't really hold well, you on hit to it on the head it's overstimulating yeah, yeah yeah i don't yeah shit shit all right <laughs> so how about the the cereal dust at the bottom of the bag oh man that's rough it depends on the cereal <laughs> <laughs> all right so what, what it depends on the cereal what, bro what, what, let me tell you oh man this is real some some dust some some dust. <laughs> this is gonna sound wild. All right, some cereal dust is actually quite fucking delicious. Yeah. To this day, like, I don't know what it was, man, but it, I would even shake the dust on top of the last bowl of cereal. You have that to. That motherfucker would create. Yeah. Some more milk on top of it. Yes. Spin it around. You kidding me? All that flavor in that dust. Hit. Hit. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, that's a hit for me too. All right. How about uh? I'm gonna need you to. That's a good segment, bro. And tell me what you think about liquid death. And it'll be my first time trying it. Yeah. Literally my first time. Shit, so, shit or hit. Water, drink. Oh, ouch. 
that's just the still water. It's just there's it's not bubbly. It's just straight up water. It's just straight water. Straight up water. Really? I promise. Whole time. Whole time. I didn't know that. Don't be scared. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the liquid <laughs> death in itself. When you when you hear the title, it's like, hmm, I should be aware of this. Right. But I'm interested. It's a little off putting. Interested <laughs> seeing what 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 comes of this. Hell yeah. It's just water. Yo, it tastes like spring water. Wow. I'm telling you. It's got more electrolytes than smart water. It's pH balanced at an eight. It's alkaline. Dude, it's Bruh. it's so good for you. You know what? It's skater owned. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I actually was very dehydrated, so thank you. Absolutely. Is that, that's a hit. This is a hit. That's a hit. I need, yeah. I need one to go. Absolutely. Wow. All right, shitter hit artificial intelligence. I feel like it's gonna be shit, man. But at the same time, we use it so much, and it uses us. So I'm gonna say shit. Shit for I the think, long run. I think artificial intelligence is taking humanity away from humans because we don't have to think for ourselves. Anymore. I feel that. And when you don't have to think for yourself, you don't utilize other people as resources. You utilize technology. Mm -hmm. So. With more use of technology and less use of conversations and, hey, how do you do this? Versus just, like, AI telling you how to do it. It's, like, it takes away from the, the people, the people aspect. You know, yeah, that person-to-person yeah. -person interaction is important for the ecosystem that we live in to coexist, I think, you know. And you can tell the difference between people that rely on AI versus the people that don't. Mm -hmm. People that don't rely on AI are way more resourceful. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, look at the country boys. Country boy will survive, right? They're, bruh. Yeah. They, they can do everything in their backyard, in their, yeah. in their fucking their shed or their fucking garage, bro. Yeah. Like, and they're not tapped in to that AI shit. Like, mm -hmm. unless they They're actually it, like, like instant. Yeah, typically. Yeah. Typically, it's like they'll do analog before they do AI. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you can rely on analog. The AI, you need Wi-Fi, you need signal, you need yeah. battery, a lot of the other shit. You just need electricity. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit. <laughs> so sh shit on that one. All right. So last one for shitter hit. I'm digging this segment, by the way. This is fucking amazing. Yeah. I like it. All too. right. So Kendrick Lamar's new album. Hit. Is it hit? I cried to uh, Count Me Out one morning when I was listening to it and I was very depressed. And I really felt like at that point in time, that song, even though I loved it, you know, from the first listen, I was it, it fit the moment that I felt like it was intended for because at that moment, it was like, I was going to work. I had just dropped my album a ta like a day or two before. Yeah. And I felt like I can't count me out even when everyone else does or everyone else doesn't believe it. I can't. You know what I mean? And sometimes you have to really separate yourself from the whatever support system you think you have and be your own support system in this shit. Because yeah. independently, bro, like, it's not easy. It's really not. But... You know, I'm not so reliant on my music to produce my uh, financial wealth. It's more so for my happiness and my stability mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Feel that, yeah. But um, count me out, man. It was just like, yo, even in the thick of it, in the biggest fights that you're ever going to have in this life, bro, like, don't count yourself out. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Like, you got to look in that mirror and say you can do this shit and really accomplish it. Even when you can't, even when your bank account is on the negative, even when you, you got, like, your gas tank light fucking shining and you can tell that that shit, you know, you got some more mileage on you, but it's scary. and You don't know how you're going to get to the next fucking gas tank. But as long as you don't count yourself out, you're going to figure out a way. 
and dude, like in that moment, that 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 song and that album was a hit for me for sure. Right on. Well, there we go. That's a hit. That's a good segment, bro. I dig that. Yeah, that's, like that's that. the first time we've done that. What? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that, that probably hit. <laughs> that was hard. That's tight, man. Should have hit. I like that. So let me let me get you to highlight a low light in your life. Okay. Tell me about a struggle or some kind of. It could be with your life, with music, uh, just generally a low light. Let's talk you about know it. What's interesting? I even I even discussed that on the album, which is it's cool because there's only one song that was like the lowest of the low song that was like the saddest of the sad when I made it. And um, man, honestly, it was when I was here. Uh, so <laughs> believe it or not, when I came here, I only had a backpack, a duffel and my laptop and that was it my laptop crashed on me like two weeks before i was supposed to go back to new york oh no way to, uh yeah i was supposed to um <laughs> supposed to do a show at sob's um legendary venue in downtown manhattan but like yeah my laptop crashed i had to call the promoter and tell him i wasn't even gonna make it back to new york because i'm still in texas and now i gotta figure out my life and then my old Instagram got deleted right after that. It was like, Instagram was kind of going crazy with verification once you get certain traffic. Like, if you get a certain amount of traffic on Instagram, they're going to ask you for a lot of information to make sure. Basically, it was about to get verified or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a fucking phone at that time, like a phone number to get to verify my shit. I just had like a regular fucking Nokia that I got, you know what I'm saying, just to get on. A little burner. Yeah, a little burner. Yeah. Um, but... Once I once I lost my Instagram, I was like losing my identity for those years that I fucking built it. And Pretty so much, yeah. Having having to start over from square one in a foreign land, like Rockwall, bro. Like I was really like you're low. surrounded by the white suburbia there. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. Fate, fate at that. Mm -hmm. Fate is like you know the next town over, and uh, it was hard, man. That was that was that was like when I was really just like not knowing who the fuck I was anymore and then having to refigure it out all over again. But Texas was the the starting point for that, you know? So I'm I'm grateful that I had a city like this to live in, to be able to start from nothing in a fucking warehouse in Roy City all the way to, like, moving to another warehouse in Garland and, you know, rocking out there for a couple of years. But, like, I was able to reconfigure myself and build myself up into a whole other person. Hence why, like, Flying Nimbus, which is what everybody can find me on on, anywhere nymbus um is now just nim you know it's like that that evolution but it also simplified like the existence of the cloud and, and who i am as a person but that was the lowest of the low i've ever that was rock bottom for sure bro i didn't have a car i was getting rides to work from my mom like yeah. you know what i'm saying just to like thug it out and saving every paycheck just to get a fucking thugging it out oh five nissan all yeah. but in those moments man it was really like me trying to figure out who I was as a person, not even as an artist, like just as a person, as yeah. a human being, bro. That like, takes time. Who, yeah, and, and, and honestly, just a lot of work and a lot of conversations and honestly, a lot of alone time. Like I spent those first two years alone, completely out here. No friends, a couple family members, and that was it. But in doing all that, it gave me the time to say, what do I want to do here now? You know, I just, I lived in three different states in a matter of two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's some exposure though. Chicago, L.A., New York. Yeah, two years, and then I came to Texas. You got all around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally full circle. So it was like, 
I kind of needed that time, bro. I was yeah. burnt out. I feel you. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of gather yourself, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I was burnt out. Like, <clears throat> but um, I think in order to appreciate the highs, you got to have the lows. You have to. Yeah. That's the duality of life. Yeah. Yeah. Hence on highs, the, the, the track on the album. Um, riding on highs, weather in the lows, doing 45 in a 64. Rolling up pine, that medicinal time, moving slow, fine wine, man, I need some more. Riding on highs, weather in the lows, doing 45 in a 64. Rolling up pine, that medicinal time, moving slow, fine wine, man, I need some more. And that's basically like saying, you know, my highs at that time when I made that song was Modelo, a good <laughs> couple spliffs, yeah. and my GTA or my Destiny 2, and my lows was driving a forklift for 12 hours from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., mm-hmm. uh, like three to five days a week. So it was like going through that, dude, living, that's when I made the majority of this album was just like night shift living and trying to thug that out and having to like drink beer at, you know, early in the morning to go to sleep so I could wake up at 4 p.m. to do it all over Jesus. Again. So it was a very chaotic part of my life, but also like, I mean, it definitely put me on a lot of different beer because I had to switch it up. <laughs> right. It was fucking my stomach. I like these. These little this IPA you brought. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a good little, you know what I mean? A little yeah. refreshing, a little refreshing drink. But I like um, those. Yeah, shout out to Voodoo Ranger, man. Oh yeah, uh, and and Deep Ellum, we need a sponsor. But uh, absolutely, <laughs> Deep Ellum IPA, yes. we could really use a sponsor because I really love y'all y'all beverages. But um, shout out to Liquid Death because I think it's a great combo. You know, IPA, you're gonna need some water because of that tang. Yeah, yeah. And then you know these beautiful cartridges right here, you definitely need something refreshing after <laughs> to follow it up. But um, yeah, man. So if you weren't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing right now? I mean, just be thugging it out still. No, no. I think I would be doing interior design. Oh, word. Yeah. You like that? I I, I love it honestly. Like, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't really showed you my crib like that, but just imagine this. You know, minus you know maybe forty or fifty posters. You know, I got like a couple. <laughs> yeah. I got a Demon Slayer lanyard like this. You know, oh yeah. Saying, on my wall, and then like there's a couple. Uh, my old crib in Chicago, I had a whole wall that was just literally the vinyl sleeves. I took the, the records out of them; yeah. they were too heavy. Yeah. But like, I did it like a, a checkerboard. That's tight. For the whole wall, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then, when it comes to lighting, like you guys got great lighting here. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like big to me. So I, I, I always loved it. The lighting just sets the mood, man. Um, if it wasn't music, you know what's funny? College-wise. So I went to school for graphic design and marketing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I went to school from 2010 to 2012 um, um, in New York. And basically, I had my own business in, like, in high school, like, uh, 09. Yeah, 09 to 2010. I started a, basically, like, a business called Revolutionary Kicks, which was a brand that was basically consulting people how to customize their sneakers. And so... I'd get my sketchbook. I'd tell people, "All right, what do you want on your sneakers?" I'd draw that shit, and I'd find like ways to actually like get the ink to set in there, which is just, you know, a couple sprays. Um, and went from high school into college, 
wanting to have my own sneaker brand and sneaker company. And so I needed to learn the back end and the Illustrator and Photoshop and InDesign and all those different Adobe Illustrator programs in order to, you know, really Adobe uh, Master Collection programs to really like get an idea of how to make this stuff like in full print, you know what I mean? And uh, man, that would have probably been what I would have went into but with a company if uh, if I didn't do music because I was there's a couple companies that like I know the people that actually started them that you know they they became like big businesses like Bucket Feet Bucket Feet is basically uh, a company for independent artists all around the world to submit their art on their sneakers and then they potentially could get one like manufactured That's and then cool. get a percentage of yeah. the sales. But um, I met the dude who, you know, it's one guy, it's technically like two to three guys, but there were two brothers and one of the brothers, I was wearing one of my custom sneakers and skating in fucking Manhattan. And this dude was like, bro, I like those sneakers. And I was just like, dude, I made them. And then he was like, bro, I, I started this brand called Bucket Feet, blah, 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 in Chicago. And the next thing you know, I'm just like, my dream in that moment, it was like kind of like it was like starting up. I was yeah, like, oh yeah. My God, like this is exactly what I wanted to happen. You know what I mean? Just wearing my product and then meeting the person that could potentially facilitate the physical uh, replica times a hundred. Like that would be tight, you know. But um, music was more rewarding than selling my ideas to people on that level. And then when you're in the market, like you know, customizing shit, that's really for eras. It's not for like you know, all the time, forever in tandem. People don't, people aren't that creative. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like that time period when everything was exploding art-wise that I was just like, I want to do this as a business. And it also could be a passion too because do what you love was like something that was preached to us like, you know, more more than anything, I think. I know that was a lot, but um, yeah, it would probably still be like marketing, advertising combined with like, design for sure in some way whether it be interior or like exterior stuff something creative for sure yeah yeah. i feel that so if you're on a road trip tell me about your playlist oh man all right so daytime music i gotta have some like up-tempo house from like the euro euro era so you're fucking with drake's new album no man i think it's like a really bad play on (laughs) on on what like real house music is yeah dude i think if honestly bruh if you took Drake's voice off of that album and you put like some really good vocal chops on certain beats, it would be a fucking amazing so. masterpiece. But his singing on it and crooning, in my opinion, uh, shit. That's <laughs> a shit. <laughs> it is not a hit. You know, and I'm sorry, that 21 Savage song, as great as it is, is not going to save that whole project. No, no, no way. It, it doesn't even sound like it belonged on it. It was just like, mm-hmm. we need some hit. Some some rap shit. Yeah, there has to be something on here. But yeah, I don't, I don't particularly think that just because you have the capital to do it and you have the pull to do it, it needs to be done. If anything, he could have put that album with an artist that he's trying to push out there, and they capitalize off the production aspect combined with maybe his little like harmonics in the background. That shit, the main vocals should have been backbound vocals, like far, far in the back. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I don't want to shit on Drake, but too much. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. So you're digging the house music? And I love house music yeah. for up tempo shit. Um, instrumentals, 
And then I got to have a couple pods ready to go just for when I want to take a break from music. Me too, man. I need a break from music sometimes. Yeah, man, because it's very, you get in a very trance-like state. And when you're on the road, like I drove to L.A. from here um, about two months ago with my buddy Emilio, a.k.a. Mil Dizzy. He's one of my close brothers slash producer homies. But in that drive, man, it was like I needed a break from music in general. Like, so sometimes when we would stop and then start again, I'd just put on a pod just to have, like, some type of conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, I do the same thing. And, yeah, and then when I cycle back, typically it'll it'll be some rock shit. I love, dude, uh, Modest Mouse. I love Modest Mouse. Um, yeah. Yo, um, yeah, one of my man. favorite songs Dashboard. like ever is like Ocean Breeze Salty. Dude, that song gets me every time. Honestly, The Good Times Are Killing Me was like a song I repeated for a long time, like back to back type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite guitar solo is from the Whale song from Modest Mouse. The right. Whale song is like, that shit has a guitar solo in it. It is so fucking beautiful. Dude, one of the first songs I learned how to play was Drama Mean. Word? Yeah. That was one of the first songs I downloaded off of LimeWire, bro. Oh, no word? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, oh, bro. Oh, man. Mouse drama meme. Yeah. It's just such a simple, but the way they tuned that shit, it was like. It's super simple, but oh just, it's God. so like, it, it just grabs you. Yeah. At the same time, it's fucking, ah, oh, you a real one. <laughs> so you got the house music you got some pods got, modest mouse some, little rock got some rock i gotta have my rap shit you know and I, when i'm in traffic but it's like traffic i can whip through and typically that's like old three six i'm talking like back in the day like dj paul the mixtapes era um uh i love you know it's crazy and it's, it, it it always it always depends on the time of the day that depends on the time of the BPM. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like if it's sunny out and there's traffic, I'm listening to up-tempo shit just to weave with it. But it, once it gets towards the nighttime, I want to chill out. Like Grizzly Bear, uh, one of my favorite groups of all time, they are basically, for me, they're like James Blake to these new kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Grizzly Bear, they, if you ever, like, want to listen to a beautiful album that you're driving through, like, the horizon and there's nothing but, like, trees and, you know, valleys and shit listen to vectimus it's an album from beginning to end beautiful beautiful piece of work it's one of their first global okay albums but yeah yeah crazy stuff um and then yeah i'll cycle i don't listen to rap as much as motherfuckers would think because i like to rap personally but like i like to listen to a lot of different shit outside of rap because in my opinion i could break down rap so easily and so simple it's right where i can predict what the fuck they're about to say next potentially but when it comes to arrangements of sound Mm -hmm. um even jimmy bro like jimmy hendrix like um and then i like old school music man like i gotta have some Smokey robinson oh yeah i have some marvin gay i gotta have yeah, bro. I gotta have Jefferson Airplane. I gotta have fucking um, uh, Pink Floyd, bro. Like, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when I listened to Echoes for the first time, and I w- I didn't even know what psychedelics was, but I felt like I was tripping. Yeah, yeah. I, mean? like, I was just like, wow. They just reached that sonic tone of psychedelic mind frame, I think, you know? When it was still analog. Mm-hmm. That's the craziest part about it. That's why analog always wins, bro. Always. Less compression, yeah. processing, all that shit is like 
out the window. It's just raw sound and vibes. For sure. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, as you go through life, um, are you experiencing time in a normal manner? Does it go pretty quick for you? Are you is it relevant to you at all? That's a that's a really good question. I got to think about that one. Sometimes life will kind of go, seems to go at a really fast pace, and other times it's just dragging by, for me anyway. What if I told you, you are time? How so? So, if you can imagine that I took this watch off right now, and we didn't know what time it was, right? Mm -hmm. And it would just be based off of experience. Yeah, it's all relative, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, based off of if you're either moving fast, and you're potentially time is moving fast. Mm -hmm. Or if you're moving slow. Well, that's that's Einstein's theory of relativity. The faster you move, the faster time is going for you. The slower you move, the slower time is moving. Yeah. Einstein's my guy. He has a really cool book that has, like, a bunch of short stories that he wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's all about, like, different shit that he just had in his mind, like parallel universes that existed where it was just refrigerators and shit. Like, it was just, like, random random shit that was on that's his mind. kind of cool. But it's a really cool poet, poetic book. Like, it's just full That's going to be one of those books that's looked back on, like, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci's, like, journal or something, you know? <coughs> I love libraries. Mm -hmm. Libraries, in my opinion, are, like, the most golden resource that humanity still has that we don't utilize at all. Yeah. You know? You can I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a library. Uh... For me, it was about three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I just went to, I wanted to learn, like, some new shit. And then I wanted to just get some books that I can read just to get away from the screen time shit. Um, but still to this day, man, don't forget about your libraries and support your local ones. For real. Hell yeah. But yeah, time, in my opinion, we are time. And, and it really is based off of what you're doing in the moment or what you're trying to focus on in the future. And then it also... For me right now, it, it's kind of fast because uh, I work a lot and I, I very rarely have time to myself. Yeah. Very rarely. I feel you on that, man. Like I, 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 the most time I have to myself is when I'm in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Just by yourself. By my fucking yeah. self. You know, outside of that, like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm here, I'm there. I have a lot of different variants of, of life that I live so and then different names so it's like, you know, each name has its own life and its own job and its own business. And so yeah. with that, it's like Nim is really like with my time to myself. You know what I mean? And and what that guy truly is, you know. So it's it's cool. It's cool. That's awesome, man. This is a great conversation. No, I love it, man. I, I really appreciate Honestly, you coming through. Honestly, we forgetting we live. Like, it's yeah. just, like, it just was like I'm meeting y'all for the first time, and this is a cool atmosphere. Yeah, the vibes are here, man. I really appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate it. Where can uh, tell everybody where they can find you at or anything you want to promote, um, any plug? Yeah, you know, um, on Instagram, you can find me, N-Y-M-B-U-S underscore underscore. Um, everywhere else, music-wise, Flying, F-L-Y-I-N-G, Nimbus, N-Y-M-B-U-S. Um, and, yeah, man, I, I, I produce. I like to score. That's honestly going to be, like, the thing I go into – Future-wise, I yeah. want to score film. That's sick, dude. Yeah. 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 I, I, I I'm so like, impressed by those guys. I would love to score film, bro. Yeah. Because Cause you're, you're writing m music at that point. Like, that's like notes and you're writing music, you know? You're not just writing a song. It's a, it's a scene. Yeah. 
whole scenery. I feel you. You know, sometimes those don't even need words. You just need the chorus. Absolutely. You just need a couple chords here and there, a couple light notes here and there, especially when it goes with the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> y'all be y'all be sure y'all check him out on everything, man. Flying Nimbus. Uh, I've been digging his song Tomorrow a lot. It's it's a great track. Y'all check that out. One question. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you heard the album so far? So far, because I have my favorites. I always like to hear other people's favorites and maybe where they heard it or where they were listening to it first. You know, setting wise, in my opinion, it matters for your music. Because it's typically where they're going to be listening to it again. So it's like, okay, when you first heard Tomorrow, were you in your car? Were you in your crib? Like, were you outside? I think I was at work, honestly. Work? Yeah. I think I was at work, and I was just scrolling through your page, and that, that song, it stuck out to me. Nice. nice. Yeah. But, but honestly, my favorite tra track of yours mm. is Shadow Strike. That's my favorite Word? one. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I love the guitar behind it. Dude, that guitar. And, and your voice on that, yeah. All right, have you ever listened to this artist, uh, Xavier Wolf? Yeah. He's a big, uh, big, between him and Peep, and they're very, very, and Bones. Bones, shout out to Bones, man. Team <laughs> Sesh all day. Um, yeah, those are, those were very, very big influences for, like, my rap side, like, I've been rapping since 2012. I only recently started like making music that I could like harmonically yeah. do kind of like the Anderson Pack thing where it's like harmonic rapping, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On like a certain time. I love Anderson Pack, man. Dude, what? I love it. The man. The man. The Shout out to Anderson. Hell yeah. The fucking man. But um yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. That Absolutely. Shadow Strike. <laughs> there's a whole so after this there's going to be a whole album that I come out with that's all rap. Very little, if not any, harmonics. I'm just gonna put a rap album out. Bro, I've been, I've been, I miss rapping. Yeah. I, I miss, uh, honestly, beginning and the end was like therapy, you know, because I could make the beats and then do whatever I want over them based off of how I felt in the moment. But genuinely, I love barring the fuck out. Yeah. You know, like, like a good 16, bro. Like, and so I got like albums worth of stuff that's already been pre recorded. Just like how I pre-recorded beginning and the end, and I just got to re-record it in the studio. But I'm That's going sick. to Chicago to record it because my homie that I made it with is out there. Shout out to Scotty Lowe's. Fuck yeah. But uh, yeah, man, we, we, we got a lot cooking up. And, and honestly, like I want to support you guys just as much as you support me in this moment. So it's oh, like we appreciate that, man. Anything from you know marketing, advertising, getting your shit in different places so that way you're seeing it from different eyes and different perspectives and you know, people, this is a pass-through town. So you, who knows who you can get through here that's just passing through, yeah. that's doing a show down in Deep Ellum yeah. because they saw you on somebody's Instagram that they fuck with. Absolutely. Personally. That's the type of stuff that I personally like to do, like, on a consulting level, outside of music, you know what I mean? Like, music is all for me, but, like, on some real shit, like, I like to consult with other people that are building stuff up. Because oh, dude, we'd love to work with you. Independently, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, why not, like... I look at my team like the Justice League slash like you know X Men like we all got different powers and shit. Oh yeah. We can all like potentially you know facilitate one dope idea at a time, but it's like it takes it doesn't you know Wolverine ain't shit without his homies. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Like Storm, she got all that cool those cool powers and stuff, but at the same time she needs people like Beast that has the thinker. You know what I mean? To really like facilitate things, and then everybody has their Professor X. So it's like. 
at the end of the day, it takes a squad. It takes a unit to really grow and blossom together, and that's what we're all here for. Like, I'm not here for the clout or any, yeah. any of that shit. Like, it's this is more so documentation. Of that's how I feel, person. man. I'm I'm just here networking. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't care about how many views and all that other stuff, bro. Like. It's genuinely nice to meet y'all. You know. What I mean? Hey, likewise, <laughs> likewise, man. You know what hey, I mean? like this for is, real. It's a cool conversation. I think, yeah. You know what I mean, but um, this is what it's all about. Like this is, in my opinion, this is what we do. This is why we do what we do because, like, we can sit down in a room and talk about it, and like, who knows what what comes after. But you know, at the end of the day, I appreciate spaces like this, like you guys. So. Absolutely, man. Likewise, and we, we look look forward to working with you, man. <laughs> but before you get out of here, before we get out of here, For I want sure. what's up with the Cerebral Thoughts? Wow, so Cerebral Thoughts is a podcast that me and my older brother started, um, my older brother Neef. And basically, so we have conversations on a daily basis, whether it be about, you know, our relationships, life, you know, struggles, all these type of things. And we were thinking, you know, since we, in any way, shape, or form, everyone in this world suffers from mental health because we live in a very imbalanced society, um, especially in America. And so that caters to the mental health imbalance because of what the fuck we can't afford to live. Like, mm-hmm. that's stressful. <laughs> and then we got to work with motherfuckers we don't like. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we gotta, you know what I mean? It's just like there's so many components that add to the imbalance of our fucking brain chemistry, hence why people are walling out. But when you have a conversation or a place where you can have that conversation and just talk about your day for an hour from 8 to 9 or in his time, 9 to 10, um, it allows that stress to be relieved and then have others to be able to have a conversation and then who knows, like inspires conversations with other people to be able to say, you know what, this is how I was feeling today and Mm -hmm. this is my perspective on that thought or that feeling or that emotion and, you know, after you express that, like, whatever you had pent up, bro, like, I'm telling you, it feels like it's a release to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? And and me as a creative slash, like, you know, person that has to work a regular fucking job doing logistics and inbound receiving and a whole bunch of other shit. It's like, I need at least one day, one hour a week to get my shit off. And so me and my brother do that. And we always, we, we have the clubhouse, which is, you know, basically clubhouse and Instagram is what we've been using to, um, to generate the audio recordings and video recordings. But it's still like a, a something we're working on, you know. Yeah. He's all the way in New York, so it's like we have to deal with the streaming, the sure. latency, all the this time. other shit. Yeah, it's yeah. like ugh, it's a it's a it's a beautiful, um, a beautiful project. We keep doing it, and and I think it's very helpful for us because we we get closer every time we talk. Right, right. Saying, keep so. doing it, man. I think there needs to be a place for that, and <laughs> it needs to be more talked about. You know, everybody's got issues. I think the conversation just has to be regular, bro. Yeah. Like, like, what's wrong with that? Like, because I'm tired of faking the funk. Like, everything's cool just because mm-hmm. I got a nice smile. Like, everything ain't cool. You right. know what I'm saying? It, it's very stressful out here sometimes. But um, my music, my family, my 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 lover, my my job, it, and my everything else, it just keeps it all together. But you got to have a space to talk about it because everything, you, you, everything ain't meant to be just held in. You know what I mean? Like... That's why motherfuckers go to the gym and work that shit out. Yeah, they get it all out, get that aggression out. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, you got to have something. And sometimes when you don't know how to necessarily, like, articulate your thoughts in the moment when something fucking happens, but then later on you think about it and you're like, you know what? That was fucked up. Yeah. Fucking happened. Like, how? (laughs) 
how the hell do you think you could do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, then you can have the space to, to let that shit out and then hopefully let it the fuck go. Right. Because I'm telling you, bro, a lot of a lot of times that accidents and motherfuckers getting into it occurs because they didn't let some shit go for fucking five months. I'm just ago. holding on to some shit. Holding on to all yeah. shit. They're probably constipated as fuck. Yeah. It's because they didn't let that shit go. You got to resolve it. Got to, bro. Yeah. Let that shit go. That's the only way you're going to evolve instead of dissolve. You 100%, know I mean? man. So that's cerebral thoughts, man. In fuck nutshell. with it. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. <laughs> this has been a killer episode. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. What's um, up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? I, I appreciate this. it. Um, y'all check out Flying Nimbus on everything, man. Um, the music's great. You're really going to dig it. <laughs> I do, man. I, I genuinely dig it. I fuck with it. Um, yeah, so y'all be you, we're gonna be us. Take it easy. If you'd like to see raw, unedited live episodes, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that. To watch full episodes of What's Up With That, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what's up with that. Don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram at 27 at Jake Digital Media at Ken's Martin and at What's Up With That.